This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. A summer of love. Oh, I just feel so blessed mm. with Maddie, our 18-year-old, and Carlitos... My friend Lisa's son, who's 17, their voices Mm. in this podcast are so important. Because otherwise we could just pontificate. Well, yeah, absolutely. have the voice because we all feel that our kids spend more time in their bedrooms than anywhere else, not really telling us what's going on. And uh, today's chat is all about the unleashing of the beast. Uh, You know, well, all of us are hopefully coming out of lockdown gradually, certainly by June the 21st, that's the hope. What is going to happen when all our teenagers and ourselves can, can finally, can finally be escape. carefree yeah. again and not careful. So, yeah, mm. strap yourself in, guys. Here we go. So, welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. Now, we were having a bit of a giggle just before this, weren't we? Oh, that was a motorbike, not Mark's stomach. Um, we were having a bit of giggle, weren't we, before we this? Because every week we put um, a call out on Instagram for your thoughts and feelings and comments on the subject that we're doing. And we really didn't get any, did we? No, this week was odd. And we sort of, we were like, oh In fact, God. Just, just say nothing and listen. That's the dog's noise. That's about as eventful as your inbox was. Now... I get, I think I've worked out why this is. Um, We, the call out was around this summer coming out of lockdown and what we are coining as the summer of love. Summer of love. Um, And from a parent's point of view, we are both more than a little concerned. We think, Mark said, maybe it is that nobody wants to be concerned about anything else. You know, I I think, well, the idea, what are we concerned about? We're concerned about whether the summer of love will be a summer of hedonism, excess, and therefore danger. Yeah. And this comes off the back of a friend of mine who is not a nosy mum at all. Like, she wouldn't look in a diary. She doesn't... She's not one of those mums that's got the password to their kid's phone. You know, she's very respectful of her daughter's um, privacy. (laughs) But she did make me laugh the other day. She said she was... She said it was all perfectly innocent. I was just upstairs in the hall and I heard my daughter have to be very careful not to name her because we don't want to... We don't want to get her into trouble. And she heard her daughter in her bedroom and she was on FaceTime with a friend of hers. Mm. And her daughter said, oh, no, I just can't wait. And June 21st, you know, God, just imagine there might not even be masks. And she she was actually, this friend of mine was actually just taking a moment to just listen to this and revel yeah. in this. And I, I totally get her. I do believe her. She wasn't eavesdropping. So, oh, God, how lovely. And she was almost living vicariously through that for a moment. And, you know, this is so joyful, blah, blah, blah. And then it took a bit of a turn, the conversation. Right. And um, her daughter started to talk. Okay, so how can I put this delicately? Her plan is to kiss lots of boys. Right. Lots of different boys. Right. Now, if you remember how, like, horny you were as a teenager. This morning. (laughs) (laughs) And how, you know... 
weekend, you might go to a club, you might have a bit of a snog, there's a party. If you think for a year that has been... Pent up. Yeah. Anyway, the conversation went on. The conversation went on about how pissed they were going to get. How And she was rooted to the floor, this friend of mine, just like knowing that she shouldn't listen to anymore, but also totally petrified. And also, rather annoyingly, she knew she wouldn't be able to talk to her daughter directly about this because, of course, she would have been accused of eavesdropping. Right. And then we had a conversation about this Mm. afterwards, didn't we? We said, God, you know, this has always been quite a worry for us because... If you just look at the adults and the way they behave every time one of the restrictions... I mean, look at Margate last weekend. I mean, carnage. Oh, no, yeah, from litter to partying to to not observing the rule of six. I mean, everyone breaks the rules. Yeah, and it's human nature. And I think, as we talk about so often on this podcast, we are more of a generation where we don't like to invade, inverted commas, our kids... Um, privacy, I think, much more so than maybe parents in the 70s and 80s. Maybe we stand ourselves up more mm. as friends to our kids. than So it's an incredibly difficult conversation to have, even when your child hasn't been locked away for almost a year. OK, we had last summer, but there's been incredible restrictions. Mm. They haven't felt carefree. They've had to be careful about every single thing they do. Hands, breathing, face, space, ventilate all of this stuff. And if I take myself back, listener, to when I was Maddie's age, 18, I mean, my God, it absolutely petrifies me. I know exactly what I would have been like. Mm. Exactly what I would have been like. And in fact, we have, as usual, got Maddie has recorded Mm. a voice. So I'm praying she tones it down a bit on what she's planning. But how do you feel about it? Um, Well, I mean, it's difficult for me because, of course, I'm coming from the perspective of being a, without wishing to achingly go on about it yet again, but being a recovering alcoholic and knowing what the addictive personality is, because I am one. I mean, you like to have, you know, fun. You like to have a good time, but you're not an addict. You're not you know, you you can behave compulsively at times, but you can still know... I'm not a hedonist. No, and you can judge when and how far things should go. Now, the last thing I'm saying is, and I'm not the kind of recovering alcoholic father who says, don't have a drink. I'm very, very OK with my girls having a, as healthy a relationship as they can have with, with alcohol. Um, but I think, you, we, you know, we're, we're, we're on the precipice, if I'm honest, the way I feel about it, is we're on the precipice of an absolute rush for the fire exits uh, on on a level that I don't think we'll have ever even considered before. But my worries aren't just about the behaviour that our teenagers are going to indulge in because, yes, they're going to drink too much. Yes, they're probably, if they're not in partnerships and in partnerships, they're going to snog too much. Uh, Yes, they're going to probably take drugs too much. There's going to be an increase in sexually transmitted diseases. There's going to be an increase in unwanted teenage pregnancies. There's going to be an increase in binge drinking accidents. There's going to be an increase in mistaken fumblings and confused interactions Mm. and violence. All these things are there. But when I look at what's coming out of lockdown, I mean, we've talked recently about sexual harassment and we've talked about how we try and deal with things with our daughters and our daughters Izzy and, and Maddie talked really eloquently about and with great sort of honesty about how difficult it is being a young woman in today's society. I've already witnessed as lockdown is unfurling an increase of creeps out and about. Well, and Maddie increase... gave us the most horrible yeah. 
um, insight the other day when she told us that, and she said she and her friends, and this is the thing, she said, some men are now getting off on our fear since Sarah. Well, that's what I was coming to, is is that I I had this worst momentary consideration when I dropped Maddie off somewhere to meet someone to do something, where I saw men in the street and I thought, oh, my God, this could have actually made some men of a certain proclivity even more thrilled about making women feel threatened. Not the other way, not made men perhaps reconsider, you know, and and so that's just one area of it. I'm worried about violence boy between boys. I'm worried about uh, road rage. I mean, there's so many I mean, Maddie so went out in a elements. skirt the other day with tights. You yeah. said, oh, Mum, why is it men are so weird about tights? I felt so sorry for you. Know, well, she it's so out, She said, she had countless comments, countless, and some... Too horrendous for me even to repeat, sent such a chill down me. And she said to us, didn't she, never mind all the stuff that they're going to do that is fun, that of course still is of grave concern to us. Like you say, she said after last lockdown last year, last summer, there are a lot of men that were depraved. Yeah, 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 the creeps come out. And now, what's it going to be like now? And you made a good point the other day, actually. You said the problem with them at the moment is they're not in the pubs because there aren't any pubs. No, they're not. And you can only hope that when the pubs open, they'll be in the pubs. <laughs> I mean, maybe our pubs have as important a social responsibility as keeping creeps off the street. I don't know. So you're right. I was surprised that no one else is coming at it like this because I, I sit in a position of not not wanting my girls to go out and have fun, not not wanting them to indulge themselves in a way that means that they can feel free and all of that. But... I do find myself thinking, right, how are we going to guide them through this not just becoming wall-to-wall, even, and not, so not even hedonism, not even hedonism, but wall-to-wall, constant late nights, late nights, late nights, yeah. accumulation. Yeah, of, because there's different levels, yeah, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, her age group, you're at, well, and Kiki's really, yeah. going to 14, it's the time when everybody wants a boyfriend. Yeah. And so I'm really relieved that Maddie has a really stable relationship um, so that's one little thing don't have to worry about. But I do worry about all the other stuff for her. I really do. And I worry about kids out there that have been so lonely and, like you say, could have a warped idea, think something is, lo- is, is love, mm. and actually it's just a relief mm. to get some attention. Yeah. Because to get attention is so important at that age. Absolutely. And boys that don't have any clue or are literally, and I don't mean this in a judgmental way, but are through, no, through a lack of a good role model, through a lack of teaching, through a lack of education, are clueless around, uh, you know, intimacy issues making big fucking mistakes. I mean, if I think about, you know, and then also we've got the other thing, which I've been a bit of a kind of, you know, I've been, I've been on my soapbox a bit about this, but we have, we have literally promoted from day one the importance of having a drink as a way to deal with mm. this crisis. Mm. And now we've got the payback moment. Yeah. This is going to be the payback moment because we have, we have not even like, we haven't not even indirectly suggested this. We have directly said... Having a drink is a way to deal with this crisis. Yeah. And I think... I mean, the amount of talk about when pubs will be open, yeah. when pubs will be open, when pubs will be open. The fact that off-licences were deemed essential shops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, off-licences have not had to close at any yeah. point through the pandemic. And the what reason kind that, of a message is that? And the reason there's a prevalence of drug... I mean, the other thing that we don't really... And we've, talked, we've done, issues, we've done uh, podcasts about drugs and cannabis and all this kind of stuff. But one of the other things that the government and everyone has to think about with drugs is 
they're invariably ending up now cheaper to buy yeah, than alcohol. Than alcohol. Yeah. So if you've got yeah. a cheaper to buy, higher high, yeah. What what kid isn't going to do that? That takes you away from anxiety yeah, 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 yeah. and fear. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And a sense of and also it's this thing of a sense of lost time. And I think this other thing that's being kind of indoctrinated into the younger generation is if you're saying from an educative point of view that everyone now has to cram to get back up to speed, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna I was be talking like, about this they're today. gonna be like, Well, then we have to party fast yeah. to catch this up is on what, the lost this time. This is what Maddie said. She said even her friends that have got very good relationships with their parents aren't sharing with them how much they are dreading and fearing this sense that they have to catch up. Mm. You know, catch up, catch up. I don't think we should be pushing people to catch up. No. I think we should be easing people back into... And that's, that's the same for adults as well. Yeah, but this we can't, can't get you're right. back this year. We no, can't. no, no, exactly. You've just got to let it go. And, you know, this catch-up culture. But I do worry that the catch-up culture is going to kick into the catch-up sort of, you know, party. Mm. And, you know, let's not be around the bush. We are going to have, it is going to be, you know, a lot of people using the analogy, it's the roaring 20s. You know, there's going to be a sort of economic bubble. There is going to be an economic bubble. But believe you me, there's going to be an economic pop yeah. at the end of it too. And I just worry, again, about the mental health now, I'm not saying don't enjoy, don't have a party, but what I am urging is, and, and this is really the discussion, is in what ways can we say to our kids, you know, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, you know, deferred gratification, yeah. have maybe a summer of many nice occasions rather than total blowouts that could potentially result in all sorts of catastrophes. I think we've probably got to accept those first few weeks in June or the first few weeks in July are going to be a bit yeah. crazy. But you only have to look at the images of the litter left on beaches, the, the, the crowds in Cardiff, the crowds in Paris. You know, I mean, you know, there is a really hungry desire to just go, and I feel it. So it's not like it's something that I'm I'm immune to or you're immune to. We both want to see friends. We both want to get out. We want to do stuff. I don't want to be out in this world, though. I want my friends around here. I want to have nice dinners. But that's age group. But it's just their equivalent mm. of that, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, why don't we hear from one of the kids? Well, good let's to hear, hear from, from Maddie, them. shall we? Yeah. Here she is. Um. So coming out of you know, this lockdown and COVID in general, I'm really excited about, obviously. Um, but I do think that, you know, <clears throat> everyone is obviously going to go a bit crazy after this ends because freedom's going to feel great. And I think just so many people have felt so trapped that they're going to want, you know, anything that they can get their hands on um, so that they can feel free and happy and all of this. But... Um, I think that, I don't know, I feel like my hopes for this summer and coming out of lockdown and COVID is just to see people. That's kind of my only, my only thing is to just socialise as much as possible because I just want to see everyone and also get a job and just, because, you know, for a whole year now, I felt like I've done practically nothing. So I just want to do pretty much everything when lockdown ends. So those are my hopes and my fears probably are... Um, <clears throat> just that it will come back again and um to be honest I, i'm actually not worried about how long covid's gonna stay for but i'm actually more worried about the effect it's had on people mental health wise and how um i don't know angry and nosy people have gotten since all of this so um but yeah i i so <laughs> speaking of um how crazy people are gonna go after lockdown i do think a lot of people are going to go a bit off the rails 
as in drug taking and drinking and partying and yeah all of this um uh i think that's expected though i think that's going to need to be expected from parents expect the worst um just because you know i've spoken to so many adults who have said that if they were this age if they were teenagers um right now during a lockdown then they would have been terrible and they'd be absolutely off the rails and they would go crazy and i think that what a lot of parents are going to have to try and understand is that when they were our age something like this would have been so hard to cope with so it's going to be totally understandable that a lot of kids are going to have gone crazy in the lockdown and are going to go a bit off the rails as we come out and I don't really know the best advice to give parents on that because I'm not a parent myself and I, I wouldn't I don't really know how to deal with the situation but I think the best way to go at it is to be is for parents to be just supportive of their kids and just obviously, you know, make sure that they're safe and everything. But if they're too strict or if you get too angry and you're too, I don't know, um, on top of them about everything all the time, then I just don't think it helps the situation. If you're really strict with your kids and you really punish them, then I just don't think it works. You know, it just ends up making you want to rebel more. Um with that being said, I'm not saying to be completely easygoing with your child and just be like, oh, yeah, go do whatever you want, do you know what I mean? But I think it's more just expect that there is going to be a lot of craziness coming out of this and just be there for your kids that they're able to open up to you and tell you what's going on for them. Because I think if you are too strict with it or if you punish your child too much, they end up building a wall and they're never honest with you and it would just, it would cause more problems. And I think that a lot of parents tend to do the helicopter parenting where they made mistakes when they were younger, so then they just try and make sure that their child doesn't make any of those same mistakes. And I think the whole point in life is, obviously, as a parent, you need to tell the mistakes, you know, tell your children the mistakes you've made, and then hopefully they choose the right path. But at the same time, everybody's got to make their own mistakes. And I think as parents, I don't know you've just got to realise that your kids are going to make the same mistakes as you and they'll learn from them probably the hard way as well. Um, which sucks, but, you know, that's <laughs> that's life. Um, and, I, but I don't know, I also feel like there's going to be quite a lot of people that have, that are going to go the opposite way to drug taking and all of that. I mean, I know a lot of people who have felt their addictions, whether that be drugs drinking or even just food related or shopping just spending money in general a lot of people during the lockdowns have realized their addiction problems or issues that they have so I feel like for some not many but for some people I think coming out of the lockdown will actually have a positive effect and it might actually help them get their life back together and I think it will for everyone but I think like the first few months coming out of it's going to be quite chaotic just because you know, I mean, freedom's going to feel great and um, I'm very looking forward to when this is all over. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely going to be out a lot and I'm sure my parents are going to be worrying a lot as well. But yeah, as parents, I know that if I was a parent in this, in these times, I would just be there for my child and I wouldn't be, like, angry or I wouldn't be punishing them because I would just want them to be able to talk to me. Because if you punish your child, then they won't ever 
be honest or open up to you. And like I said, that would just cause more problems with the relationship. And yeah, so I feel like, I mean, that's the best advice I can give to parents around all of this. Um, and I do think that parents have the right to be worried because I think it is going to be quite worrying times, but don't let that worry become toxic, I guess, because teenagers have been locked in for ages, so if, when we're coming out of this, they feel like their parents are getting on to them about everything, then that would, I think, make them go a bit crazy. <laughs> God, it's not easy being a parent, is it? Well, basically, ah, what she was saying was... Just there, let's do whatever we want. <laughs> well, yeah, what she was saying there, guys, is strap in, there's going to be a lot of turbulence, and in a weird way, we're going to have a sort of what they call a, a microwaved teenage experience it's going to be mm. it's going to be faster it's going to be more furious it's going to be concentrated for some, for some because i thought it was really yeah. interesting what she said that for some people that she knows that really actually lockdown has has highlighted to yeah. them where their where some of their addictions might be that maybe they wouldn't have noticed before so, so maybe I lo- yeah i thought that was really interesting the idea that lockdown's kind of <clears throat> aggravated underlying issues and compulsions or laid bare to them yeah, yeah, yeah. actually some of the things that they need to address so that's a really positive and thing. that's a really important thing to remember is that kids aren't just going out to get bladdered <laughs> no i mean we're talking here about the extreme cases yeah. i mean maddie has said there round and about yeah. that she's going to go actually crazy yeah and i mean what she's advising there for parents is actually the way that we parent actually because we never go mad at her or have big fights with her i just don't think they work i remember it very clearly when i was a kid uh when i was a teen and any time a big row happened it did absolutely nothing Mm. it made things worse whereas actually Maddie's told us many times she gets killed by her conscience, doesn't she? Or mm. both of them do. So oh, I'll be so awful to disappoint you because we don't go back to Have we got them to that place? Because I think, actually, because we're always saying to them, we trust you. Yeah. And we're giving you the opportunity to make the right choice. You know what the right choice is. I mean, once you're at 18, you know that if you're going to take if you're going to drink a bottle of vodka and then end up back at somebody's place, um, then that is going to be, you're putting yourself into danger. Mm. Um, So that information she has, she also has the information that if she were to make that kind of a mistake, the very last thing we would want her to do is think, I better not tell my parents Mm. because they're going to go crazy. We've always said to them, whatever you've done, if you make a mistake, tell us. We will never be angry. Mm. The first thing we will do is check you're okay and work out what we can do to help. A discussion about your choices can come afterwards, but not in that moment. And yeah. I remember girls when I was growing up that got themselves in situations and they would stayed in that situation rather than face the wrath of their parents. You know, they mm. might have said... I'm staying at my friends, and they weren't staying at their friends, and then they end up going back to a boy's place. Then it all turns a bit nasty, and they would rather stay there than face that wrath. Mm. And that, I think, that's always been a fear of mine, that our girls Mm. would ever feel like that. Yeah, I mean, I I think sometimes that sort of approach, which is the approach we've taken, and I've taken with all four girls, you know, I think for some people, though, you know, if you think that, if, if some people think that's a sort of hippie kind of, oh, free and easy, it's not actually. I think you are only going to get conflict and you're only going to get a close down of communication if you put in steadfast rules that are inflexible. In our opinion. 
in the one just our way. But if they it goes back to yeah. But my point on that is is that whatever you tell a teenager not to do. More than likely, the more you tell them not to do it, the more likely they are to do it. Oh, everything. I, I did everything clear. that I wasn't allowed to do. Yeah, I did absolutely. everything I wasn't allowed to yeah, do. Yeah, so I did. Yeah, but no, no, but I mean, I think if parents, I listening, if parents listening are genuinely wanting some kind of kernel of advice, and we're not saying we've got it right, for sure, but I do think it seems to, on balance, mean that we have a dialogue with our children and that there's a sort of two way communication. Conflict breeds conflict. Yeah. If you're in a constant state, of fighting with a teenager, they're not going to come to you. I mean, I know it sounds unfair and, you know, Maddie, good luck when you're a parent, but mm. she is kind of right what she said there mm. because they'll just say, oh, yeah, I'm fine, everything's fine, oh, no, I'm just going up to my room. You know, it, 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 we want to keep those lines of communication open with them but always. One of the things I was thinking about when she was saying that as well and I was thinking about myself and us in that is that, of course, lots of parents listening to this and they've talked about this, we talked about this in our last podcast, have had some really nice quality time with their kids. Yes. And I think there's going to be a very genuine feeling of not loss in a big way, but a, a friendship loss. Because I think we've bonded. Lots of people have actually bonded with their kids. I mean, a lot of people haven't. Um, so there's going to be that sense of wanting to rush apart from each other. But I think for the parents... Some people are in a real state saying, I had that time and I didn't use it. To well, yeah, yeah. I can well see that. People I can well that imagine that. As well. But I mean, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like even, you know, you know, thinking that Maddie's heading off to see a friend in the park here and she's heading off to another park to see another friend here. You know, I sort of get to the point where I'm thinking... Oh, but what about us watching that box set the other night? And it's really important. I'm saying I'm using that as an example because I think it's really important for anyone listening. If you have to, as a parent, let go of that shit, you have to not ask them. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I haven't said to her once, when are we watching Full Metal Alchemist or when are we watching, you know, the next Falcon and the Winter Soldier, though I want to. And I think for a lot of parents, it's guarding against something that actually Izzy really pulled me up on a long time ago, which was, you know, not... To not gently lay little guilt traps for your kids, because that's actually counterproductive. And, and I think the thing is, if you have bonded more so with your child and you are having better conversations with them through this time, why not have a bit of a chat about this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And say, listen, you know, there's going to be huge temptations out there. I'm not going to say don't take any of these temptations because that would be inhuman. You mm. are going to. But just know that I'm here and know that if you feel like you've made a bad choice, that I'm going to listen to you and I'm not going to judge you. Do you know what? I, I'm thinking about this. I, I'm a bit envious. I wish, I wish I was on the cusp of a summer of love. You are, darling. You've got me. No, 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 no. I've got a summer of, of, of monogamous love. I mean, a summer of total... You can have unmonogamous <laughs> love if you want. Let's have a listen to Carlitos, shall we? This is a tough one, I think, because obviously I'm, I'm, gl I'm so glad that the lockdown is slowly coming to a close. Um, but... Well, to sum it up, I'm always going to be conscious and just active as if COVID is still around, even when it's not. I think if someone coughs or, or sneezes near me, I'm, I'm still going to have that, you know, that reaction just to, to move away. And I'm still going to be really conscious of germs and, and, and carry sanitizer, hand sanitizer everywhere. So for me, I'm still going to be conscious of everything. I know, um, I know a lot of people, however, um, aren't as sensible um, as me. I'm so sensible. Um, no, but I don't think some people will be sensible and safe. And 
they won't take it easy. Um, as as we're coming out to the lockdown, I feel like there'll be a huge rush to do things. Um, and I feel like with the, the youth and the people that are around my and Maddie's age, so 17, 18, um, everyone's just going to rush out to see each other and party and have sex and drink. And I think that that kind of stuff is inevitable. You know, we've been held up for over a year and everyone, not just us, though, people, everyone is desperate to just go out and return to normality. But I just really, really hope that they do it safely for everyone's sake because, you know, we, we, we're still not at the very end of it yet. Um, and it is inevitable. And I think, and, and that's why I think the idea of parents giving some advice to us on how to meet up safely and how to party safely would be a good idea because we can still enjoy each other's company, but just do it in a safe manner. But whether the teens will actually listen to that, you know, that's a different story. But, yeah, I do I do think it's a good idea. Um, if there's one thing that lockdown has taught me, it is never to complain and forget my blessings. Um, and I know, I know that sounds really, I don't know if cliche is the right word, really cheesy. I know that sounds really cheesy, um, but it, it's really true. Um, I, I mean, I got so used to doing the little things like walking the dog, going to school, meeting friends, getting a takeaway, you know, even getting a takeaway, going to the shops and, you know, just, just and, and other things that, that may, some things maybe that maybe that may be considered a chore for some, I couldn't get my words out then, um, that may be considered a chore for some people. I just took all these little things for granted and and it's like I'm desperate to do all of, all of these things now. You know, I just took so much for granted and so I really, really coming out of this lockdown, I really, really have just learned to appreciate everything and everyone around me so much more and my surroundings so, so much more because it really, really is just the little things that matter. Well, aren't we blessed oh. to have two such varied voices? Yes, yeah. Maddie is all just like, yeah, man, it's, it's all kicking off. Me. And then you've got Carlito speaking, talking about hand sanitizer. Yeah. But also, I mean, <laughs> it's interesting because Carlitos also acknowledges there the fact yeah. that, you know, you hold, you pent everyone up for a, you know, hold everyone in for a year, it's going to kick off. It's like, it's like a rubber band. Stretch, 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 boing, it's going to go boing. Intriguingly, though, he said it would be great to get advice from parents. And as he said that, I was thinking, what would I actually say? How would we say, it? right, you're going to a party tonight. Make sure you mask up. Make sure you stay socially distanced within the party. Maybe don't share bottles. Get um, it. Certainly don't kiss. I Use protect, anything, protection if you have sex. I mean... But listen, <laughs> listen, everybody listen. knows that they're teenagers have not stuck rigidly to the rules. Right. Of course they don't. Yeah. I mean, in this house, they do, but God knows what happens yeah. wherever, wherever. I mean, it's just the nature of that age. You forget. Right. It's not about them willfully no. going against what they're supposed to do, but you just forget, wouldn't you? I mean, I, I mean, must look, admit... You watch your kids in the playground that are supposed mm. to be socially distanced. Of course they're not going to be socially oh. distanced. What do you mean? It's just ridiculous. It's hard to keep loose women socially distant. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is again, and the, the big reminder to all parents out there, something Maddie said, try and take yourself back to what would you have tolerated being told, you know, if you were, had come out of this experience at this age? Would you just be going, oh, yeah, no, of course, I need to be really sort of sensible. And, of course not. Forget you know, it. 
And I, I'll be out seeing my boyfriend. Exactly. I'll be like meeting around the back of the bike shed to be doing it all. But I do think it's a case of, as parents, just having our eyes and ears wide open for other issues. So for me, for example, as often as I can, I'm going to be trying to run the kids to some things and run the kids to others because I th- for me, my worry is more about a febrile environment. I think that, you know, yeah, allow the teens to kind of have a part. I mean, I'm going to a rave tonight, an illegal uh-huh. rave. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not, by the way. Um, but do you know what I mean? I think it is about doing what you can do. I think we have to become the CCTV eyes and ears for our kids. Yeah. yeah? Well, there you go. for them if they need us. Yeah. And maybe a little prayer every single night and every single morning. There you go. Strap yourself in, guys. There you go. It'll be a roller coaster. <laughs> that's it for this episode of confessions of a modern parent if you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today we'd love you to get in touch and use the hashtag confessions of a modern parent if you want to find me on twitter it's at nadia sawala and on instagram it's at nadia sawala and family and if you fancy getting in touch with me it's at mark underscore adderley thank you so much for listening if you like the show please subscribe rate and review tell your friends and get involved and you can hear more episodes of confessions of a modern parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. <laughs>